welcome to the Haynet podcast. Today's episode, we have a special guest, the lovely Jess from Gigi and Me. Her equestrian blog focuses on product reviews and gives her thoughts and opinions on where to spend your money or where to save it. Her super blog has grown in popularity over years and today she is chatting about how collaborating with equestrian brands, especially in the form of reviews, can improve engagement and traffic for your own blog. So over to you then, Jess. So hello and thank you, Sam, for inviting me on your podcast. I'm really excited and honoured to be featured. This is my first podcast, so I'm a total newbie um, and I hope I do a good job. But I adored the subject that you set for me, which was why are product reviews good for blog engagement? And when I started looking at the questions you set for me, I found it hard to believe that Gigi and me has been going since 2013. Um, Doesn't feel like that long. I still get just as much joy from it today as I did Back in 2013, um, I've met so many wonderful people and I get so many beautiful comments and yeah, it's something that I'm really passionate about. So really looking forward to diving in and answering some of your questions. So why did you start your equestrian blog? Well, Gigi and Me, as I said, was founded in 2013 as a journal a journal where I recorded my views on tried and tested equestrian products and services. I was inspired to do so because prior to purchasing anything, never mind anything equestrian, I've always researched. So I'm the person that's googling to the end of the earth and back, leaving stone unturned. People at the yard would always say, what fly spray are you using this year? Or what shampoo did you use to get his tail so white? Even when I was at competitions or showing, um, when I would be trying out different bits, people knew that they could ask me and they knew that I'd have looked at 12 other products at the same time. And there are others like us. There were others like us at my yard. There were others like us in the equestrian community. And I'll be completely honest, where every penny counts, we don't want to buy twice. We want products that last the test of time. We want products that are genuine. Um, We want to buy from ethical companies. And that's why I started to publish my views. And it's just grown organically from there. And I'm quite astounded to how it's grown from 2013. It was a December's day in 2013. to now, June, almost July 2019. Um, and it, it's so nice um, to be able to do this for Sam because when I did first start, Haynet was one of the most supportive platforms that I found. I made some great friends as well. Um, some of those friends I still speak to today. Um, Rosa of Rosa's Horsey Life. Um, Rosa lived in Finland when we first started. She's now living in the UK, not all that far from me. Um, I've met Rosa in real life so many times. She's met my parents. I adore her. I love her blog. And I think we'll be friends for life now. Her blog's still flourishing. Please check it out if you don't already know it. But I think that's another nice part about starting your equestrian blog. Um, you're really, really start part of a community. 
Um, so in the beginning, it was all about hand-picked products. Um, and to this day, 90% of what I feature is paid for by me. It is not gifted. If it is, that 10%, I'll always say. And I think that's a huge misconception. Um, just because I review equine products and services, it does not mean that I'm entitled to be gifted anything for free. And for this feature, I actually looked back um, because I often get messages about people wanting to start a blog and how do they get free products? Well, it wasn't until October 2015 that I was gifted my first product to trial, to test and to write about. So that was almost two years on. And it was 82 blog posts later. So I wrote 82 blog posts before that 83rd one uh, was a product that I was gifted for free. And that was actually from a really small startup company um, that really wanted um, exposure. Uh, it was a really smart move and um, for an entrepreneurial move. And the client is uh, still running an equestrian business. And I think part of her innovation in um, that investment she made in the early years, that brave step that she took is part of the reason why she's been so successful. Uh, but for me, it's not about that free product. It's all about my passion for writing. And that's what keeps me ticking. And that's one of the things I always say to people. It's chicken and egg with the free, the free products. And if that's all you're doing it for, I don't think you're going to be around very long. Um, I also think around that time, um, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter pages were beginning to boom and equestrian brands almost well woke up to the value of everyday equestrians, which is what I'd call myself. I work um, full time, nine to five during the week um, and I'm the person on DIY livery that looks after my horses before work, after work, weekends um, and I think the equestrian industry has really woken up to how the everyday rider can add value to their brand alongside those big names that are competing in the Hickster Derby at Badminton and Burley. And this leads me on um, to a, a second question of what are the advantages of collaborating with equestrian companies in relation to your blog? Well, the advantages of working with a company you already adore um, it just complements your you and um your equestrian lifestyle so much. For me, in a nutshell, this is horse health. I first featured horse health on Gigi and Me in February 2014. You can tell that I've been going through the archives as I've put together my scrap notes for this. But I was delighted to be welcomed on board as an official blogger for Lemieux in February 17. So as part of that, I get the opportunity to trial, to test top secret products and provide feedback on their latest innovations. I also get to showcase their latest releases and um, just think of the sorbet and lavender this season. It was just beautiful. And I gain additional exposure from horse health sharing my content on social media. When collaborations are done professionally and correctly and you set your stall out from the start, they can be so advantageous. But they do come with a warning that you must stay genuine to yourself. 
there is nothing worse than having to wear, having to feature or having to write about something that isn't you or that you don't feel passionate about because this is your spare time. Um, this is separate to your studies, your homework. This is separate to your work life, your family life. So if you aren't passionate about it, don't collaborate with that company. Your followers will also see straight through it. And that leads me on to another question from Sam, which is what are the challenges in taking part in product reviews? Well, one of those is declining things that aren't right for you. Um, as I just said, declining those things that don't fit your mould. I was having this conversation with Tina Wallace. You'll know Tina, you'll adore Tina as I do. Tina is life on the left rein. Tina and Banksy, the perfect double act. We were speaking about the challenge of declining opportunities and being aware of conflicts of interest. For example, I adore my most recent gift from Derby House. Some of you might have seen it. It was a mermaid lightweight turnout rug and Arnold looks superb in it. Today has tipped it down all day and he's worn nothing else in the field. It's perfect. It's affordable. It's durable. It's got the clips in the right places and I wouldn't spend my money on anything else. How inappropriate would it be if I was to feature another lightweight turnout rug in a similar time proximity and that's something that you've got to be really really For aware example, of if you want a vlog you don't ask Gigi and me you would approach somebody like Emily and Tina to feature on their MT adventures that we all look forward to each Tuesday evening or this is Esme it's about the company you're working with understanding you that's equally as important i was once approached to uh, video a vlog i had 72 hours to do it and i was told that i was in line to become a brand ambassador for a brand i actually loved and respected but i went back to them really honestly and said that if that's what you're looking for from your brand ambassadors i can't fit that mold um writing is my passion writing is my hobby I don't really want to be popping my face in front of the camera and editing vlogs of an evening. Um, that's not my thing. And uh, another question from Sam that we've got here is, am I honest about the flaws of any products that I review? And in short, the answer to that, Sam, is yes. I am completely honest um, about any flaws that the products I review have. Um, if I've purchased something myself, and it's an innocent fail, it's just not for me. I'll be damned if I can keep my feet in the gin stirrups in my dressage saddle, but I still own them because I think they're gorgeous and they're too nice to sell. I featured them on Gigi and Me and I was just really honest that I can't keep my foot in it. However, if I've been gifted something and it doesn't do it for me, I'll politely return the item and provide the company with my feedback. Um, this is why you'll find Gigi and me is full of tack room treasures. It's full of positivity because unless it's amusing or lighthearted, I don't really want to be. Um, I don't really want to be the place that shares negative reviews or negative feedback because um, who am I um, to to rubbish a company that is somebody's um, lifestyle and somebody's passion? I simply just will choose not to feature it, not to shout about it, not to like it, not share it. And that would be my approach.
Another question, which social network do you find is better for engagement and traffic to your blog, especially when promoting product reviews? And for me, Facebook is fantastic. Um, I share all of my blog posts on Facebook. I tag the brands. I find that they reach tens of thousands of people and are very often left overwhelmed by the numbers. I also use um, Instagram and my blog platform. I don't use YouTube. I used to have a Twitter account, but I found that I wasn't updating it and I wasn't checking it. And I almost thought it was worse to have it there and not use it than just not have it at all. So in actual fact, I scrapped my Twitter account. So Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is different to my Facebook because it's a little bit more personal. I don't differentiate my personal Instagram to Gigi and me because actually it's one of the same. Um, I am Gigi and me. Um, Gigi and me is um, my lifestyle, showcasing equestrian lifestyle. It's all about the things that I love. Um, you'll also see a little bit of my garden, my home, my kitten, and you find out who Jessica is. And so I'm told from the constant Rhea Freeman podcasts that I listen to, you want to see the person behind the camera. You want to see who um, you're reading about and you want to see uh, what we look like. So that's my uh, where I dip my toe into the um, camera. <laughs> so much more comfortable doing a podcast than doing a vlog. Um, but yes, it's quite unique. I don't feel the need to keep them separate and it works quite well. It's quite nice to interact with you all on the same platform and yeah, I absolutely adore Instagram. Um, another question, how can equestrian blogs make a connection with equestrian companies? Well, firstly, you need to have a clear purpose. My purpose is that I love writing and blogging. I'm dedicated to my blog. There's been a blog every single month since December um, 2013. Um, if I'm showing off, there's potentially been um, at least two or three. Um, but that's because it isn't hard work to me. So first of all, you've got to have a purpose that you're dedicated to. Most of my collaborations have come from years of using certain brands, consistently liking their posts, consistently tagging their products and consistently sharing them as well across my social media platforms. I see myself as a cheerleader for them. Um, for example, I've always fed Bailey's horse feed. I shout about it, I tag them, I adore them um, and I want them to be um, as successful as they can, yet I have no working relationship with them. But if they work for me, they might work for other people with native ponies and why not shout about them? Um, so yes, see yourself as a, a cheerleader for the brands that you love. Email them, make sure their PR and marketing team know who you are. Give them clear a clear idea of what's in it for them. Um, they want to know what you can do for their brand. So is it professional pics that you can share on social media? Is it exposure to a strong following? Have you got the elusive 10K on Instagram where you can do a swipe up? Are you able to do a giveaway? 
can you do a review that they can share in a magazine, in a publication, on their website, spot gaps in their marketing and be fun and be creative, but most of all, enjoy it because if you're enjoying it, it really does reflect. And I think that's the main reason why my blog has been going um, so strong for uh, six years now. So on a final note, I'd just like to say a huge thank you for Sam for inviting me on today. If she'd have asked me to do a vlog, I'd have ran away, um, but feel far more comfortable um, speaking into my phone. Uh, it's just like I'm having a telephone conversation than I would um, putting my face on camera. Um, maybe that's the next step or maybe I'll leave it to the professionals. But really, thank you. I would adore it if you would check out Gigi and Me. Easy to find, ggme.com at ggme on Instagram or ggme on Facebook. Please give us a like, a share and a comment to introduce yourself. And um, thank you to Sam for supporting me um, right from the beginning in December 2013 up to today. Um, your support doesn't go unnoticed and very much appreciated. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Jess. And that's been so interesting to hear about the way you use your blog and how product reviews work tremendously well for you. Thank you for taking the time to record this episode for Haynet, and I know our listeners have really enjoyed it too. If you would like to listen to more advice, especially if you're a blogger or a rural business, then please head to Haynet and check out the podcast library. We've got some more rural bloggers lined up soon, and the next podcast will be actually my thoughts on writing interesting posts and how it's actually really hard to make a reader stop and listen to what you have to say, especially when social media is just so saturated with content. So thanks for listening and remember to head to www.hay-net.co.uk.